0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Bitter Baby Mama podcast, hosted by my baby father's favorite bitter baby mama, me. So I want to start off this episode first by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who listens, who reposted, who messaged me, who provided me with some type of feedback, any type of Thing that you had to do with this podcast i want to say thank you i am extremely humbled i appreciate it i'm just like super overwhelmed by the amount of support that i've received um i've had friends calling me and everybody's just like yo you did it like this is phenomenal this is fantastic and it's just like a little bit of an ego booster for me because you know i was really self self doubting myself starting this i was like you know well people ain't gonna care about me like me and my story ain't nobody trying to hear it. ain't nobody checking for what i'm talking about But you guys really, y'all showed up, y'all showed out, and I appreciate it. I'm grateful to God for even giving me the vision to create this platform to even be wise enough or mature enough to say the things that I haven't said and to be on a path to where I want to heal myself, heal my family, heal my children, and just, you know, successfully co-parent with the men that I have children with. So again, I just really do say thank you. The support is encouraging, it's motivating, and I just hope that I'm able to continue to do this. I'm able to, you know, cause some type of change, some type of something to happen in the next person's life because, you know, it's all about passing it on. And, and paying it forward so I just hope that having this by me having this podcast I'm able to you know maybe reunite some families and get some conversations going. So thank you once again. Before we get into this week's episode I want to talk about this clip that recently went viral. It was of a podcast host by the name of Yaz. She hosted the Tequila Talk podcast. She was a guest on the Gemini Scorpio podcast, and the in the clip, she just says that she would rather die than to ask her baby father for any help. And then the host of the of the Gemini Scorpio podcast pretty much calls her stupid for responding like that. I wanted to talk about it because I'm just, I was very, um, unsatisfied by the clip because I'm just like, okay, there's clearly a reason why she's saying that. And the fact that it was just this piece, this portion that went viral, that's a problem with me, especially because I'm in a whole space of giving myself grace and giving others grace. So I didn't want to crucify her, although... The comments did that enough. Every, they was calling her everything from a better baby mama to a bad mom to just generalizing, stereotyping mothers all across the board. So I was just taken aback because I'm like, you know, there's something that we're, we're not hearing. There's a piece that's missing, and I need to put it all together before I can make a real informed um opinion about what this young lady said. So I went back to the Gemini Scorpio podcast. I watched everything over. I watched it over. Well I've never seen it before. Just so we're clear. I watched I watched it over and then I was just like, oh Okay, I get it. Now when I first heard the clip, I was like, yeah, I totally understand. Cause because listen, when you've been there, you've been there, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I totally understand. But I'm also trying to get into a place where I'm not wearing being the super mom as a badge of honor. Because it's not. And I know everybody they think what? What? Like yes, we do it all, but we shouldn't have to. And it shouldn't have to be an obligation that we do it all. And when we do when we do take on that title and that role, we burn ourselves out and we end up having resentment towards everybody because we end up in a place where we feel like we can't ask for help, where we can't get the help, where we'll never get the help. So we constantly just taking on and taking on and taking on and we not letting things go or we not delegating. And it just, it puts motherhood at a bad it gives motherhood a little bad taste because I don't want to always be responsible for my kids. I know I have to be, but I don't want to always be. And I know that's taboo to say, but it's real, right? Because these kids, they sometimes could take you to a place. But back to you guys in the podcast. So what I was getting from her was she was basically saying, Being a parent, there's no manual. There's no how-to. So the fact that it always seems like the mother is obligated, whereas the father can pick and choose when they're going to be present or how they're going to show up in the child's life, it's unfair. And she was really... You know, she pulled on my heartstrings a little bit because she was saying like, you know, it sucks not having somebody to tax him with. Like when when she 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 feels like when I'm at an elevated point. And, you know, there should be somebody with me, that father, that other parent should be there to kind of tag team and say, you know what, you're a little too excited. Let me, let's reel it on in. I'm going to take the reins now, right? She she just want to be able to have somebody to share that with. And because she hasn't had that for so long, even though by her own words that the father is active, whatever active looks like to him in, in the child's life. She's saying, like, she needs more, She she, and she knows that she's in a space where she's been um, unable to get the more for so long that now she's just like, yo, you know what? I don't even need you. It's cool. I'm all right. Whatever. So, I really do hope that she gets some help when it comes to healing that portion. But all of this just really stems from a, a lack of trust, a mistrust. Something happened. It was a breakdown in their relationship where trust done fizzed away. And she's just like, I don't trust you to be able to come through for me. I don't trust you to help me out. So, um, I definitely get it. She also, she. To me, she promoted the whole thing of, you know, baby mamas having egos as well and being a little inflated as well because you know, from, from the conversation, I would have thought that the father wasn't active, but she said he, she said he is, but is on his time. And when he wants to, and she just feels like it's unfair because she don't get the option to pick and choose when she want to be an active parent. She, she has to just be there, you know? And I think a lot of times we forget that raising human beings is a tough gig. That is a very hard job. And, you know, when you don't have that level of support from the person who made this person with you, it becomes really difficult and you become jaded and you become bitter. So we're going to explore all of that in later episodes. But I just wanted to really like briefly touch on that because, you know, it really it 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 caused me to once again reevaluate how I was doing things and how I'm viewing things. And if I'm taking on too much, I need to be able to talk up and I need to be able to tell these fathers, like, listen, I need your help. And it shouldn't have to come at a cost of them feeling like, oh, well, you know, you got it. You you holding it down. Now, this whole Candy Burris situation, her baby father. Mm. Now, I didn't watch the whole interview on Vlad TV i just read the pieces of you know whatever social media was putting out there so i don't want to comment on it because i have not done my due diligence as a social worker as a journalist to really piece together what he was trying to say so i could give y'all a real informed decision but um i want to say something but i'm not going to say something i'm just going to just go into this week's episode so you know we could just move on On to this week's episode titled Baby Daddy Number One and The Broken Promise. When I first started thinking about doing a podcast, and I was trying to come up with names, and I'm just like, oh well, maybe I could call it Brooklyn Mom or whatever. it just wasn't it wasn't catching the way that I needed it to catch, right? So then I came up with better baby mama, and I'm like, but what does it mean to be bitter? Oxford Dictionary says that bitter as it relates to people, feelings, or behavior means angry, hurt, or resentful because of one's bad experiences uh, or sense of unjust treatment. So I'm like, boom, that's totally me. That's definitely me in terms of my baby fathers. So as I was putting together this episode, I was like, all right, what is gonna be the general idea of this episode and I'm like okay I'm gonna talk about why I'm bitter what happened that caused me to become bitter so my journey to being a baby mama started 15 years ago my journey to being a bitter baby mama happened 14 years ago when the baby was born and baby daddy number one started acting like he ain't have no sense. Well, not that he ain't have no sense, but he was late and he missed the birth of our child. And that was kind of like the the beginning, the start to me noticing that, you know, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. So, for those of you who don't know, I am, I was a teenage mother, meaning I got pregnant at 16, and I had my baby at 17. When I got pregnant, it was one of the most panic-driven experiences of my life, because here I am, 16, you know, I was always really smart in school, never had to worry about grades, all those kind of things. But I'm like, oh my God, how the hell did this happen to me? Like me? me? You sure? Me? I'm pregnant? Nah. I'm like, no, sir. No. I cannot go tell my mother, my Jamaican mother, that I am pregnant, and I'm a whole teenager. I'm like, I still got school. Like, I'm in school, and mama, I'm really like, but I'm in school. I can't be pregnant. Like, I have to graduate and I have to go to college. I can't be pregnant. I have to, like, start a career. I can't be pregnant. Like, what are you saying to me? And as much as I refuse to believe it, as much as I ain't want to believe it, as much as I denied it, I pray, I am telling you, my prayer life was just... So immaculate, then because I'm just like, God, please don't let me be pregnant every single day. I'm like praying, the, trying to pray the baby away. Ain't nothing happening. Stomach getting bigger, hot in the pregnancy, all of that. And I remember thinking to myself, like, yo, I have to get an abortion. Like, I can't have this baby. I can't be nobody. I'm not ready to be nobody's mother. Me, a mom, nah. I can't be nobody's mother. So I'm like, I'm getting an abortion. That's going to be it now when I when I got pregnant me and my baby father we were in a relationship um and he was basically like listen you don't have to get no abortion like I got you I'm gonna take care of you I love you we in this together I promise I'm gonna be there for you I'm gonna be there for our unborn child we're gonna be a family we're gonna be together we're gonna do this so you know when you're 16 and everything everybody's in love and you believe what he's saying he believe what you say and You know, I ended up keeping, I ended up not getting an abortion. I ended up keeping my son because in my mind, I'm like, he got me. He's going to take care of me. Everything is going to be okay because he promised that, you know, he's not going to let anything happen to me or our kid. So to me, that was just like fantastic. I was still hiding the pregnancy from my family, so I didn't tell my mother until I was about six months and when I couldn't hide it no more. And, you know, she was furious, rightfully so, but then, you know, she came around, we went to all the doctor's appointments and everything. My baby father didn't come to not one. He was not there um, towards the tail end of my pregnancy and the night the, well, the morning when my water broke, when my water did break and, you know, he was supposed to be there. He wasn't there. But me, you know, again, young and being, thinking that you're in love and whatever. Here it is that I have your baby and you're not really doing what, what it is that you're supposed to be doing. You're not really doing what you promised that you would be doing. Him being late to the birth of our son changed started it it, it sparked a change in me and it caused me to start feeling like well if you miss this well what the what else you gonna miss you know but I was still like in that world of but I love him so you know I'm gonna just let it slide and oh it's all right he gonna do what he can when he can He's he still got me he promised he not he not gonna go back on his word he promised me and over time as the baby started getting older, as I started getting older, it just became a increased issue. Where you you say you gonna bring the Pampers? You don't bring the Pampers. You say, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna stop and get some milk. It's no milk. You're not really dropping no money off. You barely coming by. You know, it was just like all these things that kept happening. And in my mind, I the resentment that I had really started to grow because I'm like, you promised me. I only had the baby because you told me you promised that you were gonna be there and now you're not there and then he ended up having his problems with the law and you know that was just a whole nother added stress and it became really difficult for me to even be able to look at him because I was so angry because I was more hurt than anything because I'm like how could you leave me out to dry like this how could you just dub this whole baby pretty much and it was like uh it was a constant in and out even now it was a um it was a constant in and out up and down and i'm not one of those mothers where i'm like you can't see a kid blah blah blah. even though you know sometimes the women they have a they they behave that way for reasons just like I said, like we not bitter just just to be bitter. We ain't mad just because you you um you with somebody else or because you know we just wanna be mad. Things happen. And you know when when you're a teenager and you have a baby. And things like that happen those are big people problems right so you still trying to get through postpartum you still trying to uh figure out how to even be a mom how to change a diaper where's the milk coming from where's the so everything ended up falling on my mother it ended up falling on my family and then that that cre- that increased the resentment because I'm like, I don't want to have to do this to my mom. This is something that me and you supposed to be taking care of. This is something me and you supposed to be figuring out and the fact that he wasn't there and it just goes back to to the whole tag team thing that um I was saying Yaz was speaking about like I had to figure out so many things on my own as a parent and thank God like you know I had a I, my my baby he was a he was a good baby like you know I didn't have to worry about he wasn't a child who was, he wasn't a sickly child um, he was able to go to, I had amazing babysitters and just a fantastic support system, but it was always him that I was looking to, like, me and you supposed to be figuring out schools, me and you supposed to be doing this whole park thing, me and you, and it wasn't even about me and you as a couple, it's me and you as a father and a mother that's supposed to be doing this. And the fact that you wasn't there, and the fact that I was seeing what it was doing to my kid, that's what was hurting me the most. I never, I, I never badmouthed baby daddy number one to my son, but I did. I, I was always very honest with him about the state of our relationship and why things are the way that they, they are. Even up till now, he's a teenager, and I tell him exactly the truth because I never want my son to feel like you kept me away from my father because xyz no I really want I want you to know my host my whole story I want you to know my whole side I've never kept him away my door has always been open um I've always tried my best to just you know swallow my pride and do what was right in terms of my kid but it gets to a point where I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna keep just allowing, allowing, allowing. No, you don't get to just do what you wanna do and then think that you just gonna have access anytime you wanna have access and then bring in some kind of nonsense. excuse or conversation about why you can't do or why you can't provide it's been 14 years almost 15 years it's like if you don't have yourself together by now that's a problem and you may need to go seek some kind of help for that um but i just really feel like you know being bitter held me back a lot emotionally because i was always so fixated on you know trying to prove to him that I could hold it down and I could do it without you and I don't need your money and I don't need and I don't need and I don't need when in actuality I did there was a lot of times when there was things going on with my kid and I was like this has got to be his father's trait like this just got to be something that come from his father's side and I was never able to call and say like yo um, this is happening with the kid. Like, you know, you know anything about this? I, would, I, I was just left to figure things out on my own, and I hated that. I hated it because part of me felt like my bitterness was the real, was a big reason as to why I couldn't just, you know, pick up the phone and ask him if he knew what was going on. But then I hated it, too, because I felt like he didn't even try to act like he cared about what was going on. So it was just a lot. It's been a lot. It's just I don't want to say it is what it is because I refuse to accept that this has to be that the way the way it is. But you know, I do know I also know it's gonna take work on both ends. And I I've learned that as the mother, as a baby mama, as a bitter baby mama, I have to learn how to take my own account accountability in a lot of these matters as well. So we're gonna see. I mean, I'll I'll let y'all know later on down the road how, you know, I went about just really putting myself in a space to even be open to um, you know, doing this podcast, saying these things out loud to wanting wanting to be able to even have a conversation with him. Um, so if anybody knows baby daddy number one, y'all just tell him about this podcast, tell him to tune in, listen in, call in, um, message me, whatever. And while he's doing that, you can too follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the T-H-E-E, Bitter Baby Mama. Um, if you got my number, you can text me, call me. I'm taking questions, comments concerns, all, all of that in the above. Um, I really do appreciate you all for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Leave a review. If you did leave a review, if you did it, um, I'm open to all types of feedback. So thanks again for tuning in. See you guys next week.